Welcome to Day Zero Update for June 20th, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Logie. And I'm Brandon Perkins. Yeah, it's a little bit of a light crew this week. Uh, Dan Herb's got some travel stuff he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but for the rest of us, we got plenty to talk about here. We'll be finishing up a few more bits of E3 and Summer Games Fest news. Mm-hmm. And we got the Nintendo Direct. There are quite yeah. a bit in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's uh, a lot. <laughs> And we got like uh, a good bit of uh, extra news that has happened since then mm-hmm. uh, for a bunch of stuff here. A couple of indie developers deciding to uh, out themselves for whatever oh, reason. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's fun. Uh, we got yeah a popular game shutting down. Mm-hmm. It's online. Uh, and a couple of uh, things coming to new platforms. One kind of returning to a platform that it was... Uh, taken off of quite a while ago mm-hmm. but uh before we get to that we'll talk about what we've been playing and i will start here uh i just finished rift apart ratchet and clank rift apart ah. uh just before we started the show it ends nice. really well mm-hmm. uh went a bit further than i thought uh i had to go when i was uh talking about it on let's weekend uh so that was a, a good f- maybe four hours of stuff to do there but uh got most of the trophies i would say by far this is the uh the easiest platinum out of any game in the series mm-hmm. i think most of the other games have you know stuff like playing through on the challenge mode that kind of thing and this one doesn't require that yeah i think the, the last couple i have is there's one of the collectibles i have to c- finish up with Mm-hmm. And then I think I have uh, one thing I have to do with the weapon that you can't really start doing until you get it to level five. Uh, purchase all weapons. So I got probably one more weapon to go. I'm not sure if that. Uh, yeah, there's three, two more weapons because I got the rhino right at the end, uh, which is a really cool weapon that kind of pulls in since the the whole game is about the dimensions that uh uh you kind of create a rift in space to pull uh, other objects into the to crash into whatever enemy or enemies you have uh there uh some of which come from other games mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that's, i've uh, heard that there's a you'll end up like zapping into like the universes of like uh like some of Insomniac's other games. Yeah, and I think one of the uh, the big robot dinosaurs in Horizon Zero Dawn can pop mm-hmm. in. Yep. Uh, some stuff, various things from Ratchet and Clank games in the past, and I think uh, Sunset Overdrive as well. Yep. So that is uh, uh, pretty neat. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a pretty well done weapon. Managed to level that up a few times in the the last bit I had to do for that. So mm. uh, the story is really well done. Lots of good writing there. All right. Uh, even a step up above the typical Ratchet and Clank uh, type of writing. So mm-hmm. uh, some really nice character moments in that. Uh, what else is there? That's kind of about it. It's not. It's not too tough. I was playing on the, the middle difficulty, the one it kind of just has on by default. Hmm. Uh, the stream uh, 
save I'm running is uh, one notch higher. Mm-hmm. So it's nice and challenging, but not not too bad. Mm. Uh, but let's see what else I've been doing. I have also been playing uh, Rocket League. I'm uh, getting back into that and playing some more of that. So that's been uh, a lot of fun. Uh, also been putting some more time into Breath of the Wild. Uh, mm. As I got the expansion pass. Kind of still messing around with some of that. Uh, yeah, since I beat that dungeon in the uh, the desert area, I was kind of talking to people in the town and seeing what's up, and they got some more uh, stuff for me to do. So I'll probably check out more of that. Just have to play it primarily on TV because it'll just drain the hell out of my battery on the Switch really fast mm. uh, in a way that I had forgotten was possible. Hmm. Uh, grab some of the demos that were on the Xbox uh, and Steam. Uh, the ones I've played so far is uh, Sable. Hmm. Uh, the sort of the highlights of the batch. As yeah. Is, uh, uh, played about 30 minutes or so of that. I'm going to be doing some videos of a bunch of these games, but hmm. uh, for now, I was playing some of that, and that game has a really great style to it. And also is kind of pulling in some things from uh, Breath of the Wild. In terms of you can climb up walls, it seems, uh, with the stamina meter that you know empties out as you go. Hmm. Uh, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. Hmm. Uh, there's also a uh, uh, some quest stuff that you gotta do because you're like going out on your first expedition as you're like coming of age kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of sent out to this area to get the the glider that's uh, kind of similar to you know the the glider you have in Breath of the Wild, but this one's kind of like a a shield that lets you hover a good distance. Yeah. Because uh, it's kind of feels like a lot of it's uh built around you know these mm-hmm. these uh, communities that are dealing with like ancient tech kind of stuff. This is the way it kind of looks. I've been delved into it too long to see if there's any better explanation of why they have this tech and that kind of stuff. But uh that's been pretty good. It has a really nice style too. You kind of build you get a bike that you can drive around, like a, a hover bike kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some pretty good like locomotion. The weird thing is that the character you're controlling animates at like half the frame rates of everything else in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's got a nice like uh stilted animation to it. Hmm. Uh, that is pretty neat. Uh, the other game I played was Button City, which ah. is sort of an adventure game, kind of a chill adventure game. Mm-hmm. I think the the story of the entire game is kind of the the classic save the arcade from the big bad businessman, ah. trying to buy it up and take it over and tear it down yeah. and all that. Uh, but for this demo, you're just going down to the arcade with your friends uh, to hang out because it's apparently kid day. That means everything's uh, free to play at the arcade. And the there's a group that they call Scrub Scrub Squad, I think, because the four of them used to be terrible at games, but are dominating on this one game. Mm. Sort of facing anybody that you know wants to challenge them, and apparently not getting beaten. So you're kind of talking to people, and you can form your own team of people out of like maybe five or six. I think you can have join. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, oh, I'm not going to join if you don't get, you know, these 
two other people, that kind of thing. And others will be uh, like, oh, I, I'm not going to join until you get me this information, mm. uh, that kind of stuff. So need a little bit of variance and you end the demo by playing the game itself, uh, which is not really too hard, though it has difficulty options. You can make it harder if you want. Uh, but I think by default, it's like the, the kind of easy version, so you can just win and uh, feel good about taking down the the scrub squad mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. And then once you do that, it's over. So it's a quick little thing, but has really nice style to it and all that. Uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, and Tunic is the other one, which I played when it was on the demos on Steam last year. Uh, so playing it this year, uh, it feels like it's definitely improved a good bit. Uh, I know it's obviously very stylized, like a Zelda game. Uh-huh. But now they have more Dark Souls elements to it. Oh. Uh, so you have, you know, lock on for your weapon, uh, for your attacks, that kind of stuff. But you also have save points that are essentially like bonfires. Uh, so that when you die, you kind of respawn there, and the enemies will respawn. Uh, if you lose health and kind of want to go back and you know, fill it back up. Uh, you know, it respawns the enemies. Uh, as well as you get kind of the Estus flask kind of thing to refill a chunk of your health mm-hmm. uh, as well. So that also refills when you go to the uh, the bonfire kind of thing. So I was working my way through a dungeon and ended up not finishing it, but uh, I'll probably try and do what I can for the, de- for the, the video. But it seems really cool. Kind of a mix of Zelda, kind of Zelda style, and some Dark Souls mechanics to it. Hmm. That is a uh, pretty neat. Neat. Uh, but that's been the bulk of what I've done. So, Brandon, how about you? Well, um, I'm still mostly been playing No Man's Sky, but uh, I've also been playing this other game that I can't reveal just yet because I'm still under embargo for the next few days. Um, so I haven't really been able to play as much No Man's Sky as I would like to. Um, but I am almost finished with that other game. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'll be finished with it in the next couple of days. Um, but uh, as far as uh, No Man's Sky is concerned, I did finally get the uh, the mech suit. Um, okay. That, yeah. So, so, so it's like a step up from everything else? Yeah. Um, it definitely is. I will admit it can be a bit of a bitch to control at first, uh, but you get used to it. Um, now I just got to figure out how I can teleport this thing on other planets. Uh, so I don't have to, you know, constantly rebuild another, uh, station on each new planet when I get there. Um, and I also need to still outfit it with, like, some scanners and a mining laser and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, definitely it definitely felt like a major accomplishment when I finally did it. And you were right. I basically did have to go to uh, the Anomaly and, and go into the uh, research part. Yeah. And I had to go into not the, uh, the part that is specific to uh, Exo you know, exomobiles or whatever they're called, but uh, I had to go to the part where you actually, like, build new parts, and they actually yeah. have, like, a specific part where you can, you know, spend, uh, you know, tech points in order to get a new blueprint to use 
Um, and that's where I got it. I also probably gonna go and probably get some more of those tech points and maybe get some to uh, get another one of those vehicles as well. Because there were some others that looked pretty uh, that looked pretty nifty to use. So yeah, uh, yeah. When I was mainly using that thing, I made the mistake of having my base be built on top of a big rock in the sky. Yeah. So getting it back up was uh, definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you can probably get up to the, the pad itself and just summon it back. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to be responsible. Yeah. You know, park it back where I was, uh, where I left it. So. And I also uh, got a little further in the uh, Atlas storyline, and I am still absolutely convinced that this is a simulation that I'm in. And that this thing is trying to signal to me that that's what's happening. Um, and there's just been these weird, like, reality warp things that I've come in contact with. That makes me think that uh, something odd is happening. Um, but, yeah, that game still manages to be incredibly entertaining. Um, but, uh, yeah, that and the mystery game, that's basically been it. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, get on to E3. Yeah, so E3 uh, finally ended mm-hmm. at some point. I don't know technically when, because uh, there was some stuff after that, but I don't know if it was technically part of Summer Games Fest or whatever. Who knows? But uh, we will have an event this week. No, we won't. That's next month. I was looking at EA's thing. I was like, oh, that's that's in the 20s. I was like, we know it's July 20th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never mind. But uh, there were some other interesting announcements outside of the Nintendo thing, uh, particularly limited run games at their LRG3 event, mm-hmm. uh, where they announced a suite of 30 games that they're going to be uh, publishing physical versions for, mm. some of which are pretty neat, like the, the Zombie Ate My Neighbors and what was it, Ghoul Patrol bundle thing that they're releasing on uh, the PS4 and Switch. Yeah, uh, they're also doing physical versions of that as well as uh, Super Nintendo uh, versions of that, and Zombie Ape Neighbors will get, also get a Genesis version. Hmm. So they're doing some of that. Uh, let's see, Skatebird for the Switch, Strife for the Switch, Super Hot for Switch and PS4. Mm-hmm. Tying up in one of the stories coming up about all the Shantae games coming to the PS5, they're also publishing physical versions of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the other ones here, the River City Girls stuff is also getting physical versions being published. Uh, there's uh, yeah, Haven, Going Under, Dusk, that Double Dragon and Kunio Kun Retro Brawler bundles also getting a, a physical version. Contra Anniversary Collection, those other uh, Contra Requiem, Requiem, Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood, also getting a PS4 uh, physical version. Uh, the new remaster or remade Blood Rain Betrayal mm-hmm. thing they're doing, as well as Axiom Verge 2. Uh, there's a couple of interesting things here. Castlevania Rondo of Blood for the Turbo Duo is getting released physically here. Mm-hmm. It's a game that never got localized. So this is sort of that original version that you know people have fan-translated and all that over the years has now finally going to get a proper release in the West uh, through limited-run games which is kind of a neat thing. 
Uh, also, a neat thing is I guess they purchased the rights to the infamous 3DO title Plumbers Don't Wear Ties mm-hmm. uh, to do a physical and digital release on Switch, PS4, and PC. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's uh, that's a heck of a, a, a pull. Yeah. For FMV, infamous FMV games is not even really that much of a a proper game. It's more just a a series of like videos and such you can sort of go through and images mm-hmm. uh, that are risque uh, for the '90s at least. Uh, it seems like the I guess I read the 3DO version had a code to. Uh, take out uh, any censorship that was in there mm-hmm. so you could see all of it that it had to offer mm. uh, which I guess on the Switch and PS4 will still be censored but not have a code that you can you know, undo it but the PC version will be the one that lets you have the full thing so if you're interested in that uh, it seems like PC would be the way to go for that that is a uh, Certainly a way to go, and they've decided to go that way, so... Mm-hmm. There's that. And yeah, there's two River City Girls games announced by WayForward. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the proper sequel to the game they put out a couple yeah. years ago. That, yep. uh... I'm trying to see if they have a date for that. It's, yeah, about 2022. PC, Switch, mm-hmm. and all the Xboxes and Playstations. Uh, the same kind of style and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh... The other one is a, a localization of River City or Shin Niketsu Koha Kunio Tachi no Banka. Mm-hmm. River City Girls Zero, as they're calling it. Yeah. A Super Famicom game. Never got localized. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of these kind of games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you played as the girls uh, teaming up to uh, save. Uh, uh, the boys that got kidnapped, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, has the same art, music, gameplay as the original game, uh, but with the new opening, anime-style cutscenes, and a song from the composer that worked on River City Girls, Megan McDuffie. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to be on Switch when it launches later this year, but will be on other platforms at some point after that. So if you like that first game, uh, there's some more of that coming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all the Shantae games are coming to the PS5, as well as the uh, yeah. PS4 is not mentioned because I think four of those games are already on the PS4. Yeah. It's just that original Shantae Game Boy color game mm-hmm. that is also going to get released on PS4, uh, since that is going to be the first run for that. Yeah. If you haven't played these, you definitely should. They're very solid side-scrolling yeah. platformers. Um Especially yeah. the most recent ones are particularly good. And I guess uh, this one, Shantae and the Seven Sirens, has uh, an animated intro by Studio Trigger. Mm-hmm. That's right. So there's that. I think Half Genie Heroes, the one that was kickstarted. Mm-hmm. And I think the other three were uh, games that they made over the past, or the, the few years before that. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And uh, the last bit of E3 news here that we have Tetris Effect Connected, a sort of a launch title for the Xbox Series consoles, mm-hmm. uh, is finally coming to the PS4, as well as uh, 
like Steam hmm. and Oculus Quest for hmm. VR as well as PSVR. Uh, later, let's see, late July, they're going to be doing a beta for people that already own the the base game on the PS4, uh, Windows 10, and or no, Steam and Epic Games. Might just be on Epic Games. I think Steam version is coming in here and later. A little bit tough to keep track of where all this stuff is coming from, but uh, they are going to be doing a cross-play, cross-platform play beta uh, here starting from June 23rd to July 5th. It's so going to help them test it out, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a yeah, separate download to all accounts who own a copy of Tetris Effect on mm-hmm. Epic Games or Microsoft Stores, Xbox, or on PlayStation 4. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty neat. Nice to know that that's yeah. coming pretty soon. Yeah, um, I have yet to play this. I really should. Yeah, um, you definitely should. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's on sale on PlayStation or not. I'll look it up. Um, I know there was just a indie sale that just ended, so that might have been in there. I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, it's well worth checking out. Yeah. I got kind of a dearth in my gaming life right now, so I'll see if I can afford it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's get to the Nintendo Direct, their big E3 show, which... It took a twist like 30 minutes beforehand as Nintendo Japan decided to get on Twitter and tell people not to... Like the translated term was mirror the stream. Yeah. I think they were talking about just not, you know, doing just the base stream as as what you're streaming rather than, Mm. you know, don't co-stream and talk over it and all that. Mm -hmm. But enough so that people were like, contacting Nintendo of uh, America or Europe PR and be like, what is this? And they're like, uh, we'll get back to you. We're just finding out about this now kind of thing. It's like, okay, this is great. This is classic Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo J- Japan says something and everybody else at Nintendo's like, wait, what? What's going on? <laughs> uh, but everything seemed fine as far as I could tell. We streamed it, nothing the only issue we had, uh, as far as like copyright stuff, was uh, the Just Dance bit because they had Megan Trainor's song in there. And yeah, got flagged. So it's like, yeah, that seems like a thing that would hit, but nothing nefarious from Nintendo as far as DMCA's or anything. So everything mm. seems perfectly fine on that end. Mm. That was funny seeing everybody be like, "Wait, what?" I think the E3, the official E3. Uh, Twitch account decided not to stream it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably great news for everybody else. Like, oh, there's more eyeballs coming our way as people scramble to figure out where to where to look at. But uh, we'll run through uh, a bunch of the stuff here. Uh, some of the stuff is not super interesting, but uh, things that we're interested in, we'll you know go on as much as we can here. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, opened up with a fun bit for. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. Uh, Tekken's Kazuya Mishima uh, as uh, the newest Mishima. person yeah. coming to the game. Yeah. Particularly because they made sure to do uh, the Tekken thing and have him throw a number of characters into the volcano. <laughs> as is typically how at least some of the arcade stories in those games ends. 
Yep. They throw, they throw their main opponent into a volcano. Yep. That's so. The only one that seemed to survive is Kirby. Mm-hmm. Which is fitting for a Smash Brothers character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I look forward to the uh, super cut of all of those animations. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The Life is Strange games, new colors, and the remaster collection are also coming to the Switch. Same time yep. as the other consoles. September 10th for the new game. Later this year for the other. I don't know if they're going to have the special edition that lets you get the remastered collection right away. Yeah. Uh, But if you haven't played uh, those first couple of Life is Strange games, it's well worth checking out. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're remastering the first one because that first one, you know, I loved it. I got the whole season and played all of it. Um, But even then, like, there were some obvious graphical issues. Uh, Yeah, it was very low budget. Very low budget, very... I mean, it wasn't janky or anything, especially not for a game of its type, but things like, you know, lip sync and stuff like that was very off. Um, yeah, but... but uh, yeah, it's good. Either mm-hmm. way, good story. Uh, let's see. They confirmed that Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to the Switch the same day as the rest, but as a cloud version. Uh, since it's a single-player game, that seems like it should be okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd pay for that on a Switch uh, for a version that you're not technically running on it. Yeah. But that's up to the people that are uh, doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- think this one, uh, Worms Rumbles, was announced. Uh, the game is on the PS4, PS5, and PC. Yeah. Uh, it's coming to the Switch. I think it's the 23rd here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was announced that they have pre-orders live, and I think you get some, you get first access to the map because it'll mm-hmm. be launching the same day that it's out on the Switch mm-hmm. uh, for the other platforms as well. So uh, I like that game. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of those yeah. games. So it's like this doesn't look quite as good on a Switch uh, based on the footage yeah. they were showing. Yeah, which hopefully is fine. I don't know. We'll see if that's one of those games that maybe doesn't run so well, but mm. I would assume they would at least prioritize frame rate over visual quality if they have to. Uh, let's see, we got Astria Sendings coming to the Switch on September 30th. Mm-hmm. That is sort of a JRPG kind of game from... I'm not sure who is uh, the one that made that. Uh, I, I don't know who the... Uh the developers are but i do know like a lot of the people who are behind it like i know uh i think it's uh let's see it's deer villagers artisan studios and cnc um i know that uh the uh writing is being done by uh kazuhige nojima the guy behind um well he's famous for being a lot of uh for writing a lot of the final fantasy games kazuhige nojima yeah um, in fact, he basically wrote every Final Fantasy, pretty much all the Final Fantasies from 7 onward. <laughs> yeah, it seems like this is coming to all the platforms. Yep. Uh, PS4, PS5, Steam, Xbox, Series X, and S. Maybe not Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, but they, yeah, these are the same team that made Super Neptunia RPG, which maybe is not one that mm-hmm. is highly regarded, but... Uh, so I guess one at least has a lot more going for it. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, see. Definitely uh, looks good. Yeah. 
looks neat. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, I uh, uh, definitely want to play it. It looks. Yeah. And let's see, when does that one come out? September 30th. So. All right. About three more months. months. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Two Point Campus got confirmed for the Switch. Showed mm-hmm. off a little bit of it. Didn't look like it was running on a Switch. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the first game was on there too, so mm-hmm. I assume it's going to be just fine. Uh, then we started getting some of our curveballs here. We got Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which mm-hmm. is a compilation of all the stages from 1, 2, and Deluxe. Deluxe was the port to the Xbox and PS2 that had some extra stages on it. So they're putting all that together, all the multiplayer stages and all that. Mm. Uh, the thing that I think people have been wanting out of a new Super Monkey Ball game mm-hmm. for the last like 10 years as they continue to make uh, not the thing that they wanted. Uh, mm. So now they're finally doing that, and that is out October 5th. Not sure if that's on any other platforms. So I think it's Switch first, at least. I'm not sure if they're putting it on on anything else mm-hmm. but uh that's exciting i like the i like those games a lot and it seems like the the new ones have not been doing it for people mm. so it's not really you surprised they finally decided like hey let's let's do the thing people want so okay it's coming to everything ps4 ps5 xbox one series x and s switch and steam so mm-hmm no real worries about that, depending on the platform you're on. Still, right. people still cannot get enough of stuffing monkeys into a little ball and trying to draw them on a track that is damn near impossible to finish most of the time. Yeah, it seems like the only casualty of this is the Dole sponsorship on the bananas. It's no longer there. Mm-hmm. At least from what the, the trailer showed. Yep. But that was a hallmark there of, hey, look, we got we did the the legwork and got one of the banana makers on this, so they get their logo on there. But you know, all the bananas I'm seeing here uh, are just bananas. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people will be mad, but yeah, that's fine. Bananas are bananas. Uh, let's see, we got Mario Party Superstars is the next big thing. Uh, they decided. We just added online play to Super Mario Party. Mm. Instead of adding DLC, we're just going to sell a new thing for 60 bucks. Yep. It's got <laughs> five boards from the Nintendo 64 games. I think it showed three in the the trailer they had, so people are wondering what the others are. But it'll also include 100 mini games from mm. the Nintendo 64 and GameCube games, as well as having online play since they finally figured that out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, them adding that update like three years after it came out made a lot more sense once they announced this. It's like, okay, they were working on it already for the new thing. We're like, let's like beta test it on the old thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, sure. You're going to get uh, a decent amount of people to buy this thing for another 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of smart that they're pulling in more than just the minigames from those 64 games because there are some stinkers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially they keep the this is not a system you want the the one rowing game where you have to swirl the stick. Yeah. So people's sticks are already fucked up enough without putting uh, that game on there. Yeah. I'm not sure if people have figured out if that's in there or not, but I assume that's mm-hmm. not. I would hope not. I 
very distinctly screwing up the palm of my hand with that thing. I really uh, had to send out gloves for people. Mm-hmm. You know, grand tradition of like when they sent out the uh, the silicone coverings for the Wii controllers, the Wii robots, yes. mm-hmm. because people were throwing them. Yeah. Because uh, they weren't wearing their straps. Nintendo went far and beyond to say, if you're not going to wear your strap, then you deserve whatever comes after that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that'll be out October 29th. And the thing that you get if you were to put all these dates in orders, there's a pretty stacked fall here on the Switch. Mm. Uh, we're also going to follow it up with a game that is there is 16 years in the making, Metroid Dread, mm. coming out October 8th. It's not the same game that was announced, because I think that was a project that got canceled a few times mm. uh, when it, it just couldn't make it work. It was originally announced on the DS. As uh, the the newest Metroid game, as they dub it here, Metroid Five, supposedly going to end the Metroid saga, which is like the game's name is Metroid. How are you going to end the Metroid saga? Yeah, here? especially when you still got Metroid Prime Four coming. Yeah, they very uh, much couch this announcement in like we're still working on Metroid Prime Four. We have yeah. nothing to show. Yeah, but we got something that will keep you occupied until we're ready. Yeah. Yes. And what they showed is definitely good. <laughs> yeah, it's got some interesting things going on. I was watching the, the Treehouse stream after. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much looks like it's probably the same team as uh, Samus Returns. Mm-hmm. Has similar style to that. Has the, the melee stuff from that. Mm. So you can so- kind of get some quick pot shot melee hits as well as that being a way to kind of parry attacks to you know, knock over enemies to you know get their get their juicy bits for more damage, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you also have this, uh, this Emmy robot that mm-hmm. is following you around. I think there's multiples of them. Might uh, be. They will chase you around. No, there is cause you can kill it. Yeah. Uh, so there's, that's like a weird thing is you have like a power shot. Mm-hmm. that when you use it to kill that thing, do you then lose it? Yeah. You have to go, to some sort of uh, station to, you know, get it back kind of thing. So yeah. it's a, a thing that you kind of say for that. I'm kind of curious to see if that's something that has a broader use or if that's just purely like your last ditch yeah. thing for that. But you're kind of, it seems like the level design is such that you're kind of have a lot of uh, avenues for getting around mm-hmm. to try and just get the fuck away from that thing. Yeah. And some of it kind of remind me of Metroid Fusion, um, specifically the part with the robot. Because uh, there are parts in that game where you're basically having to run <laughs> away yeah. from, you know, a similar sort of very pissed off, very angry light form that you can't really quite kill just yet. So, it, and it can come at you at pretty much any time. So it has kind of a survival horror aspect to it. And uh, you can also very much tell that this is a post-fusion Metroid game because of Samus's armor. It's very specifically still shows the upgrades she got from the fusion yeah, on her armor. Yeah, and they very much have uh, like a pre-order bonus or something like that. You get the suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. Uh, they also revealed what the Amiibos can do for the game. Okay. Uh, which gives you an extra because they announced the 
the pack of Amiibos mm-hmm. with the the new Samus suit and the Emmy. Mm-hmm. And let's see, scan the Samus Amiibo for an extra energy tank. Increase your health by a hundred. Tap again once per day just to fill up health. Mm-hmm. And the Emmy Amiibo grants a missile plus tank. Increase Samus's missile capacity by ten. Mm-hmm. And tap it again once per day to replenish some missiles. So you know, still doing their thing there, which is okay. I think uh, I was looking up the the ones where Samus returns. Those are maybe a bit more egregious. Mm. Uh, where I think one of the there's four Metroid emotes uh, amiibos at that time. Like one of them unlocked a hard mode right away, but you had to beat the game to use it. Mm. So I was like, why was that even a point? Because I think you beat the game and you unlock it anyway. Uh, there was one that gave you like a big old reserve tank for health and missiles. Mm. And I think one of them gave you a special suit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some neat stuff there, but I don't think I have any Metroid Amiibo, so I didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And also, like uh, I mentioned on the little Skyward Sword thing, yeah, like the the notion of just keeping an amiibo around with you, or multiple, just to you know scan them in on this stuff, to use yeah. these kind of features is just kind of uh, not practical. Mm-hmm. At least this stuff seems more like you do it once and you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Skyward Sword one still seems like a oh you gotta scan it every time you want to do this thing. It's like and that's not really reasonable. So you got something you should just be able to unlock by scanning it once, and then you're good. This one seems more benign. But, uh, yeah, uh, 60 bucks for it. Uh, oh. Be the one of the big games for the fall hmm. for Nintendo. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they confirmed Just Dance 2022 is for the Switch. It's only for uh, the Switch, no Wii version, huh. uh, for the first time in the series history. Yep. Which seems like it potentially gives them more power to use for the the video stuff because it seems like there's more complex background stuff going on. Uh, I don't know if that's actually true or not, but that just seems to be the case from what I've seen of other ones. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They also confirmed Cruise and Blast, hmm. an arcade game that Nintendo made uh, or licensed or whatever. They had the rights to this. Uh, so they are publishing it as a console exclusive coming out this fall. Hmm. Uh, so sort of the latest arcade version of the series uh, seemed pretty decent from what it is. Mm-hmm. Pretty much an arcade racer, that kind of thing. Uh, let's see. They confirmed Dragon Ball Z Kakarot plus a new Power Awakens set. Some of the DLC. I'm not sure if that's all of it, but uh, you'll be able to play that starting September 24th on the Switch if you have not played it on the other platforms. I'd be curious to see how that runs yeah. on Switch because it's... Uh, has some really good uh, style on it for the the boss fights, mm-hmm. uh, which you can probably just run that as a video kind of thing. But the the game itself is sort of a big open world. Oh yeah, thing that's I'm not sure that's gonna run super well paired mm-hmm. down with the Switch, but they probably just turn down some of the the settings and such for it. So uh, see, they showed off some more Mario Golf Super Rush, which is out here later this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Nothing really new there. Uh, they showed some more Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, which is also out 
pretty soon on July 9th, uh, two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, but they did say there's a demo coming later this week on the 25th, so be able to check it out early. Mm. Uh, we got another side uh, a swerve here with the WarioWare Get It Together with Wario just saying complete sentences. In a way yeah. that I don't. I don't think I've seen him say anything like that in a while. Yeah, he's actually not speaking in like broken three to four word phrases. <laughs> and uh, like uh like kind Mario. Of a, yeah, it's kind of a it's a little bit uh little bizarre. <laughs> yeah. That's when you're like, ah, oh, these chumps are coming back uh mm. making games for me. But this also seems to have uh a good bit that's changed up from the previous games where Mm-hmm. Previous games, you were kind of just uh, doing the thing that the game tells you to. It's like, oh, press A to do the thing, or move this thing around, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like you're controlling a character, you know, trying to do the thing yeah. uh, instead. So your character is kind of a cursor of sorts, depending on the game, I assume. Yeah. But like one of the things, like you're moving Wario around to squeeze this tube of toothpaste to mm-hmm. put some toothpaste on a tooth. Toothpaste on a toothbrush, that kind of thing, or uh, you know, trying to peel off this like face mask thing uh, that somebody's yeah. got on them, or tweeze some uh, armpit hair, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of leads to them having for the first time two-player co-op play hmm. uh, for the game, so you can sort of play these mini games with two people. Yeah. I assume it makes it uh, a little more complicated. Oh some yeah, ways, but uh, there's a way for that. I'm curious to see what else is in this because uh, mm. I would be curious to see what uh, what extra stuff is in here. So I was kind of hoping they would do like a uh, a version of like what they did on the 3ds with that sort of greatest hits kind of version, but you obviously wouldn't be able to do any sort of like touch uh, games in it mm-hmm. to be able to just bring other mini games into it, but now they're kind of doing something new. It's a $50 game, mm-hmm. which I think is the most expensive game in the series for a while. Oh yeah. Maybe like one of the, I think the Wii one was 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure what the GameCube one was. That was probably also 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this might be the most expensive game in the series so far. So I curious to see what they have in there to kind of extend the life of the, the game. Mm-hmm. A bit, but that's out September 10th. Mm. So less than three months. Yep. Uh, then we got another update on a game that got announced way too long ago. Mm-hmm. Shimagami Tensei 5. Yeah. Uh, that'll be out December 2nd. We got to see gameplay, uh, which makes it definitely look like uh, was it Nocturne they just put out on. Uh, the consoles and PC as like a an HD remaster. Uh, it definitely has elements of that in it, but uh, a few big changes. Uh, you can actually see the demons out in the field when you're running around, uh, so you can kind of avoid fights, that kind of stuff. Whereas before, it would just be kind of like a a random battle type situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I think in the the Shimagami Tensei games, you were more uh, having like a meter. It yeah. changes colors as it gets to red. You're like, okay, there's going to be a fight here mm-hmm. any second now. Uh, so this changes that up. Like the 
the battle system seems to have a bit of uh uh what is it uh bravely default kind of in there where you can kind of queue up multiple you can like give up turns for yourself to do some attacks in a row kind of stuff might have to see more details on that but that seemed to be the impression i got from that uh but it looks pretty cool from what they've shown um but that'll be out here near the end of the year Mm -hmm. Uh, but it has all the same kind of you know talking to demons recruiting them and just ask you to give them stuff and just really bizarre and sometimes weirdly horny character designs for the monsters you end up coming in contact with. Yeah, that's that's Japan, all right. Yeah, that's just that's the Megami Tensei series in general. Yeah, but it pulls a lot of Japanese culture kind of stuff, mm-hmm. anime as well. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's that. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced a Danganronpa. Decadence collection. Yep, which is four uh, of the games in there. Yep, it's a compilation of uh, basically the four main uh, line Dangan Rafa games in one collection. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the one, two, V three, and the the newest one they've got, mm-hmm. which is like an RPG. Uh, Dangan Rafa S Ultimate Summer Camp. I think is the other one that's in there. Yeah, that one's got like. Almost kind of Earthbound-esque battle system from the looks of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not necessarily a traditional RPG in the rest of it, because it looks like a board game kind of thing. Mm. But that's uh, but you'll be able to buy them all separately. But they also have a collection if mm. you want that. And trying to see if I can find all the yep, those are the four games that are listed here on the Switch thing. So yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, also another surprise, Fatal Frame, Maiden of the Blackwater. Yep. I guess it's the 20th anniversary of the first game in the series. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they are bringing this game to the Switch, as well as all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and Steam. Uh, later this year, no dates on that. So mm. if you want that yeah. one, it was kind of stuck is... on the Wii U. Oh, yeah. The uh, Fatal Frame games, those are a series i could never ever play because like the whole purpose of those games is you have to get as absolutely close as you can to the absolutely scary terrifying thing that's trying to kill you and take its picture yeah and that those games are so unbelievably tense like it's it's, sort of a flavor of japanese horror yeah that don't have too much of it's very, it's very, it just makes my stress and my blood pressure just shoot through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be happening. They also announced that Doom Eternal, The Ancient mm-hmm. Gods Part 1, the first part of their expansion stuff, was out now as of that stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go watch that trailer, you'll notice it is the most uh, nonviolent way you could show a Doom Eternal uh, stretch of gameplay. Pretty much. <laughs> There's no finishing moves, no real showing of how enemies react to getting shot, uh, anything like that. So you end up with this whole weird trailer that's like full of platforming, mm-hmm. uh, cutscene stuff. A guy goes and dashes towards an enemy, but doesn't actually shoot him. You know, that kind of stuff is like, okay, you guys are trying real hard to cut this trailer in such a way that it's not uh, 
violent at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty fun. Uh, let's see. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the HD re- remake collection, is out June 25th. So if you haven't checked out on the other platforms, uh, it'll be out here on the Switch later this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strange Brigade is out now on the Switch, which is that sort of four-player co-op uh, collection, or not collection, but a game mm-hmm. that came out on the con- the other consoles and PC a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seem to get some some traction for a little bit, but then just kind of fell off. Uh, let's yeah. see. Then they showed uh, another trailer for Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. It's out mm-hmm. next year. Yep, it's another Mario cool. and Rabbids game, like the first yeah. one. Still looks good. Which showed the strange image of Mario actually having a gun. Which is... He's got two guns. Yeah, now he has two. Now he <laughs> dual wields. Yep. Uh, he was also performing some sort of genetic modification of these uh, rabbits to make because. them like the star creatures in yep. Super Mario Galaxy. Because that's just the thing now. <laughs> Mario's bored. He's yeah. got to he's got to splice genes to have some fun these days. <laughs> and then he's got to shoot some fuckers in the face. Yeah, that's how he feels. Yeah, um, I think it was one of those trailers that people were like, "Oh, there's no way this is running on a Switch." And I was like. It looks like it's a Switch game. On a Switch. Yep. Like, especially because we're going to spoil this, they announced no Switch Pro or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So the Switch insiders have not been having a good time of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single deadline, we're like, oh, it's going to get announced this this day by midnight. Mm-hmm. Past all of them. I'd be surprised if Nintendo, if you remember, Nintendo had a Legend of Zelda show that Netflix was working on. Mm-hmm. And info got leaked out on that, and apparently they canceled it. Mm. It's like, oh, maybe they canceled the pro because of people leaking too much. Mm-hmm. Seems like a thing they would do. But uh, let's get to the last few things here. Advanced Wars One and Two Reboot Camp. Yep, they're going back and re basically remastering. Well, not really remastering. They're kind of remake the first two Advanced War games. Yeah, yeah it has a bit of a different style to it, which. Still looks really good. Oh yeah. So the Advance Wars that that whole series it's it, that was like one of the uh, defining like Game Boy Advance games. Well, well, the thing is, it it, it actually uh, Advance Wars. You know, like it's what we call Advance Wars. Uh, Called Famicom Wars on yeah in Japan. Um, like how Fire Emblem started on the Famicom. Yeah, we that, never really got any also, of that. Well, funny you mentioned Fire Emblem because it's by the same developers. Uh, the Famicom yeah. Wars and Advanced Wars is by Intelligence Systems. In fact, it was their two. It's their two like, you know, flagship uh, franchises for the for that developer. Yeah. Um, and basically, the whole thing. If you haven't played a uh, an Advanced War, uh, a Famicom Wars, and Advanced Wars game, is it kind of takes the. Uh, it's it. I part of me doesn't want to call it this, but it's kind of like uh, Baby's First Fire Emblem, gameplay wise. Basically, it runs on like a Rochambeau type sort of uh, system where it's like you know uh, this system beats that system, you know beats that type and stuff like that. Yeah, um, kind of. And don't think it's simple though, because. That game can get surprisingly complex if you let it. 
Yeah, because it's all about capturing towns mm-hmm. uh, and trying to earn money for how many towns you have captured. Yep. So you want to capture as many as you can, kind of starve the other team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're kind of trying to, uh, you know, protect your uh, units, that kind of stuff. You usually have like a uh, APC that you can transport your troops around in. Mm-hmm. Uh, other vehicles, you know, you're trying to, you know, do that thing where you're like, oh, here's our long range thing. We're going to try and keep here, and yeah, uh, any enemy troops come in the way. Mm-hmm. Take them out. You have like your, you know, your tank brigade, and you have uh, some. You, you have control like all the bridges so that there's uh, you know, usually there's in. A, usually there's a tower that sort of like works as sort of like you kind of have to. It's that they're not tower defense games, but there is a tower mechanic that is involved. It's very much like an RTS light kind of thing. Yeah, it's very much an RTS at like stripped down to its barest essentials. Yeah, like if you had a Civ RTS mm-hmm. kind of thing. But uh, yeah, the style has changed for this. And mm-hmm. It seems like people have noted that it's like the Japanese cover for the Game Boy Advance game. Mm-hmm. The first one, where it was very toy-like uh, in yeah. nature. So it's very much the style they're going for here. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are mad that the characters, uh, the COs, have been sort of redrawn because uh, they don't I mean, look not. like their original sprites. Uh, uh, there's I've... a couple that they're. I've seen people uh, point around, like you know, looking at how stupid it is. Like it all looks fine to me. Yeah, uh, I love those games, and I'm excited for more of that. Yeah, one of the few cases where Nintendo. Probably saw indies making, you know, clones of this. I mean, there, like, there's that actually, one. Um, I mean, there's that War one. Groove. Yeah, Wargroove. There's a few others, but I think the one time Nintendo's like, hey, let's let's do that. Instead of, oh, hey, people are making Metroid-style games. Mm-hmm. Let's never do that again. Until the 3DS. <laughs> like, let's wait until several years after this mm-hmm. hot wave. Uh, we'll never speak of uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, mm. I think what is uh, Metroid Other M? Like, oh, never yeah. speak of that game again. No, people essentially pretend that game does not exist. And uh, I mean, for all blacks and purposes, it has not affected any of Metroid canon at all. <laughs> no. People straight up pretend that that game is just like vaporware it just never came out dread might have adam in it mm-hmm. but apparently he doesn't approve uh, or disapprove of your uh weapon unlocks so yeah he doesn't have the power he once had mm-hmm. uh but then they went into their uh zelda stretch here they announced a game and watch legend of zelda theme thing for november 12th 49.99 that uh, has legend of zelda Zelda mm-hmm. 2, Adventures of Link, and Link's Awakening on it, yeah. as well as some uh, quick little like clock uh, app stuff in there, and mm-hmm. the ability to just kind of let it like display some combat mm-hmm. in those style of games. Uh, you can join in if you want. Uh, doesn't seem like it has the pull that the Mario one has for people. 
Mm-hmm. But I assume it'll sell pretty well. Mm. And they did a nice little trick where they're like, oh, here's our last announcement of the show, and then showed the DLC for uh, the new Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this is out now. Yeah. And then people are like, no, that can't be it. And they're like, oh, it's Skyward Sword HD. We also got that coming. Yeah. Like, no. And then they showed actual gameplay for what they're calling right now sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep. No real name for it. They've said there's a name they have in mind, but they're not going to announce it because apparently spoils things. So people have been trying to come up with what that means. You know, The Legend of Zelda Link dies. You know, that kind of stupid stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the gameplay they showed uh, looked really nice. Uh, now they no longer have to make it for the Wii U. Uh, they can kind of dedicate all their energy in making it look good. Mm-hmm. And it seemed probably not a coincidence that there's a lot of aerial stuff in this mm. as they're releasing, you know, Skyward Sword here. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's some, like, uh, skydiving stuff. You can, mm-hmm. like, get sort of shot up into the air. Uh, yeah. Suddenly going through walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get around uh, if he's under something he needs to get to, that mm. kind of stuff. Uh, so there's seems like uh, they're adding more tools for his uh, ability to kind of uh, get around the environment. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so not really too much in the way of details other than just a, a trailer people can obsess about and come up with conspiracies that, oh, we're playing as Ganon this time around <laughs> somehow. So I don't... Yeah, I... I, I, I... No. I don't think I get that one, but whatever yeah. keeps you busy, then fine. Yeah. I mean, it, the first game already set itself up for, you know, continuation pretty easily. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's still plenty of shit to deal with after after Ganon is gone. So. Yeah. And it's but, not uh, like he's going to be gone forever. <laughs> no, that's the Zelda thing. He mm-hmm. keeps coming back. But, uh, they also confirmed this is now not out this year. It's out 2022, at least that's their hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seems like it's still it's up up in the air as they work on finishing it. Mm. But yeah, so that's uh, the direct. Mm. Some pretty good stuff. Some nice surprises. Uh, some nice little throwback things here. Mm-hmm. You know, Super Monkey Ball, the Mario Party thing, uh, WarioWare, and uh, Advance Wars. They got a pretty solid fall coming up with a bunch of games here. Mm-hmm. So hopefully should have something for most people. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely some stuff they showed that I was interested in. Metroid Dread, uh, of course, the Breath of the Wild sequel. Um, and of course, Mario Golf, which comes out later, comes out next week. Um and I'm um, seriously thinking about going and getting because everything I've seen they previewed is like, man, that game sure does look like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so that was a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's get to the rest of the news here. Yeah. We've got a few more things here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Cyberpunk is coming back to the PlayStation Store. It's been six absent months. for almost a year now. That's uh, about six months. Uh, six, uh, sorry, it's, it's December. Just, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just 
because of COVID, it felt like a year. <laughs> yeah, it's a game that kind of, for a game that sold 13 million units, it's come and gone pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's finally coming out on June 21st. I think the uh, CD Projekt Red kind of revealed this in a regulatory disclosure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of a weird thing, but uh, it'll be back on June 21st, tomorrow. Mm. Uh, Sony, they contacted Sony here to see about a statement. Mm. And they said, SIE can confirm Cyberpunk 2077 will be relisted on PlayStation Store starting mm. June 21st, 2021. Mm. User will continue to experience performance issues with the PS4 edition while CD Projekt Red continues to improve stability across all platforms. SIE recommends playing the title on PS4 Pro or PS5 for the best experience. Mm. I still very much like they're going to keep working on it. We don't know what else to do with this thing. Yeah. I would hope they have a PS5 version coming at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it seems like it's gotten to a decent place but are very much not uh in a great place for these old consoles. Yeah, it still has some issues to work out. Yeah. I'd be curious to see people kind of digging into that and seeing uh, what it looks like at this point compared to what it was at launch, I guess. See what kind yeah. of improvement that's been going on. But that's at least good news for people that have waited for the digital version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we talked uh, about... A Plague Tale Requiem, I think, was announced for the new consoles yeah. at E3 last week. Uh, they uh, also announced afterwards that uh, the first game, A Plague Tale Innocence, is getting an enhanced uh, version of the mm-hmm. game coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S in July, as well as a cloud version for the Switch. Mm-hmm. That is... That was one of those games that ended up being a big kind of sleeper hit because it kind of came out of nowhere, and it is legitimately unsettling. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, it's... if you have, if you are afraid of rodents, this game will will absolutely get under your skin in ways some other games cannot. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see like what's going on with this release. It's uh, I think July sixth. It just fueled some people thinking it'll be a PS Plus game at launch. Mm-hmm. But there's no details on if you own the PS4, Xbox One versions, if you get this upgrade for free. Uh, nothing about you know price or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So we're still wondering on that kind of stuff. Uh, but I guess if that's going to be a PS Plus game, it's going to be announced here in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out soon enough. Uh, mm. But I definitely recommend that for people that are into uh, stealth games, adventure games, mm. uh, things that are uh, about the plague portion of like European history. Mm. As it kind of plays around with that in some interesting ways. Mm. And yeah, the sequel you know, features uh, Amicia returning mm. to deal with more fucking rats. All right. uh, also coming to the PS5 here is an Xbox uh, Series X exclusive, the Medium. Yeah. I think it's September 3rd it's coming out, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense because it's uh, 
a game built for SSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only other platform it could really come to is the PS5. Not pretty much. But it seems like it got some pretty decent reviews. Uh, it's kind of a, a horror game, but not one with uh, combat to it. Uh, more about mm-hmm. just story and atmosphere stuff. Yeah, it's really more about the experience. Yeah, so it's led to some people being disappointed because it's ultimately not really anything that's a threat. Mm. But curious to check that out. Mm. Uh, let's see. Something that's not uh, not continuing on is Grand Theft Auto Online, uh, particularly mm. for the PS3 and Xbox 360. Mm. Rockstar has announced that they are shutting down the online portion of GTA 5 for the PS3 and 360 here in mm-hmm. December, uh, mm. December 16th. Yep. Uh, that also means that the stat tracking for those versions of the games will disappear from the Rockstar Games Social Club. Shark cards mm-hmm. can no longer be sold on PS3 and Xbox 360 after September 15th. There's yeah. an FAQ explaining all the other stuff that's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, you will not be able to transfer character progress to the PS4 or Xbox One versions of the game. Yep. Uh, before the shutdown, since no such feature exists. So, you also cannot transfer or refund virtual currency good, slash goods, since those are platform specific. Mm. Uh, but you can still play story mode uh, on those consoles if you still want to do that. Mm-hmm. Seems like more of a ability to let them focus more on the newer versions, mm-hmm. as well as the new console versions that are coming out this fall. So yeah, yeah. Uh, at this point, they literally have made that game for basically three generations now. Yeah. And it didn't run well on the the PS3 and 360 either. Nope. <laughs> no, they did I remember not. playing some of the missions that take place in the water and be like, this is pretty rough. This seems like something that maybe if uh, they had the time to wait, they could have waited and just launched it on uh, PS4 and Xbox One at like their launch. Mm-hmm. Maybe done better that way. Yep. Uh, but whatever. It uh, it's obviously done really well either way, as far mm. as the sales. So yeah, nothing we can say really takes away from that. Nope. Uh, so we got three Pokemon games coming out uh, later this year and early next year. Mm-hmm. And one uh, of them. Well, <laughs> and we got a fourth ga- uh, fourth game. Pokemon Unite. It is a MOBA. Yep. uh, Coming to the Switch in July and mobile in September. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got five-on-five team battles. Yep. Uh, Let's see. I'm not sure how many Pokemon there's going to be. But you can level up your Pokemon as they gain experience during uh, these matches. That kind of stuff. You know, all the MOBA stuff. Find your roles. Uh, they got a battle pass because, of course, they do. Uh, so all that kind of stuff that's mm-hmm. going on. I assume it's free to play because that would be mm-hmm. uh, the way they do all these kind of side Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious uh, to check this out, but I don't know. That's necessarily something that's going to stick with me. Uh, yeah, uh, there's. I mean, MOBAs are kind of a dime a dozen now. To be honest. Um, yeah, but if you got a good brand on it, so you can crack into there. Yeah, and I mean Pokemon's got a good brand, so... And there's 
a near infinite amount of Pokemon to put in it. Yeah. So you pretty much <laughs> you don't even really have to struggle to make new characters. You've literally got just well over hundreds upon hundreds. Eight hundred of them. Yeah. Pretty well, much. Yeah, that'll be out here in the near future. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, let's see, you got a couple bits of Xbox news. I think they had like a follow-up Xbox showcase mm. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, one bit of news, they are changing up the box arts a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see sort of the difference here where instead of having that big green stripe at the top and having uh, Series X or Xbox One or Xbox mm. Series X or the various yeah. ways of writing these various consoles and branding stuff all over the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of simplified a bit. So yeah. Like the Xbox logo in the, the top left corner, then it lists what platforms it can play on series X or Xbox one mm. and any other little logo stuff it needs to put on there. Yeah. Uh, is there. And I guess also if they have standard and premium editions or whatever of games, they have a, a stripe that goes right across that denotes that. Uh, which is maybe not the greatest looking thing, but uh, whatever. If you're on yeah. Game Pass, you're not going to even really see any of this. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's one thing. Seems like it's going to be happening here with their next few games. Flight Simulator, Halo Infinite, mm. Forza Horizon 5. So that'll be uh, an improvement. Mm-hmm. It seems like also part of this, uh, they are going to be having xCloud on the Xbox One as they are kind of upgrading the uh, the racks of hardware over to Xbox Series X hardware mm-hmm. on the xCloud servers. Uh, they'll be allowing Xbox One players to be able to play games on their consoles streaming. Yeah. So they can experience like, the upgraded visuals and whatnot uh, ah. for the new consoles. Mm-hmm. A bit more easily if you're not able to get lucky and get you know Series X and one of these drops. Oh yeah. So that's nice. No real details on when or how any of this stuff is going to work, but seems like that is in the works here. Mm-hmm. Sometime by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. Uh, oh yeah, there's this. Uh, so Sony has a big PS5 firmware update coming out in the near future. Mm-hmm. And they are taking signups for a beta program to let people test it out, hmm. report bugs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, which they've done in the past, but that's been on the PS4. So they're mm. kind of starting this uh, for the PS5 firmware. Mm. Uh, so you can kind of go in and sign up for it, test it out. Mm-hmm. You've got one. So uh, there you go. Mm. Uh, let's all see. Right. Okay. The last two here. We got indie devs that have decided to stick their foot in their mouth as much as they can. Yeah. About topics that uh, uh, one of these probably could have avoided it. The other one uh, did this long ago, and people finally realized it's happening. But yeah, first one here, one of the co-founders of the developer that makes Factorio mm-hmm. uh, did this whole uh behind the scenes kind of post featuring somebody called uncle Bob and on their reddits, uh, somebody was nice enough to say, 
uh, you might need to be, let's see, they're very much like putting this post like, hey, you might not know who Uncle Bob is, because like this is a, a city from Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they may not necessarily know uh, all these people. But they say, like, I believe you probably haven't heard of it yet, but while his teachings currently have their merits, he as a person is controversial. Links to a summary of what uh, people have an issue with on him. Uh, says, I know, I know, politics and games don't mix well, but promoting controversial person without any reservations is a political act, so it might be worth considering to add a disclaimer. Zach's words have hurt a lot of typically underrepresented people. I'd personally prefer to avoid more people getting hurt by promoting him. Mm. It seems like that developer responded by saying, take the cancel culture mentality and shove it up your ass. Yeah. Very hostile. Uh, and somebody responds saying that's a pretty disappointing response. Mm. Uh, I knew this screenshot of this exchange was going places because that dev response, I won't even search him up. You know why? Because I don't care at all. I don't care if he cheats on his wife, is a bigot, or pays proper tips in restaurants. Mm. These things are simply not relevant. If Stalin had a... That's where it cuts off, and I'm like, okay, he's going to Stalin. Yeah, it's uh, like, I know where uh, it's going. Like, yeah, he can pretty much... We know where this is fixing to go. <laughs> yeah, and he's... The rest of the year is like, if Stalin had a good write-up on programming... Would linking that be dangerous because some people might read it, start liking him, they start liking communism, and the inevitable mass murder that follows it, which is a hell of a sentence to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this how little we trust other individuals when it comes to access to information and all this? And I'm like, okay, this guy, first off, that first response very much seems like a he's had this response in his in the back of his mind for a while, waiting mm-hmm. for somebody to say something. Yeah. Then you got to load it on a comment that's very benign, mm-hmm. just like a "Hey, if you're not, if you haven't heard of this person, uh, the other stuff that they've done, you know that kind of stuff." Mm-hmm. Like to the point that the developer got modded on his own Reddit subreddit, uh, yeah, because he's being very hostile, which goes against you know the rules of their subreddit kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Then people obviously uh, dug into uh, his other. Reddit posts and you know, finding posts of him being like statutory rape. That's mm-hmm. an is that a new SJW term kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, this uh guy certainly has opinions and has also used the official Factorio game Twitter mm-hmm. to respond to this stuff, saying, mm-hmm. I'm really happy for the free ads we are getting. Thank you for that. It's like, oh, okay. You've certainly responded to a fairly harmless post mm-hmm. in the most hostile way and doubled down on it in a way that's very much turning off people that uh, don't want to support, you know, these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's uh, it's a hell of a way to tank your uh, reputation that uh, did not have to go this way. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like a cancel culture as a term is a thing that sets people off big time. Yeah. And it seems like they don't even know what it means often. Yeah. Usually. Because nobody's really been canceled. Mm -hmm. In any sort of significant way, at least the way that it's being used. 
Yeah. It's like Kevin Hart recently had a thing on Twitter. He's like, oh, cancel culture is awful and all this. Like, dude, you haven't been canceled. You've been in more movies since you've been supposedly canceled. Mm-hmm. Like, you just didn't do uh, whatever award show he was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Now you're the face of the Borderlands movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you're in such a hard place. And he's like bragging about how rich he is and all that. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not canceled. Mm-hmm. You have never, you never were, because people are just laying out their criticisms, mm-hmm. and they're free to do that as long as they're not, you know, attacking people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, that's the Factorio thing. Mm. Yeah, uh, and people have, you know. Relayed tweets from this Uncle Bob person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's terms like far left fascism and saying I voted for Trump because I thought it was the better of two extremely bad options. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. That's enough of that I have to see. Mm-hmm. You know, hell of a way to go. It's like if you decide to look up uh, Doug Tenapple's Twitter. Yeah. Where Don't. he is very much uh, doesn't think. Uh, what happened on January 6th was uh, real. Yeah. He, but, uh, well, thing is, Doug, yeah, Tug, well, Doug Denapple's been kind of a lunatic for many, many years now. It's not exactly yeah. a surprise. But now he nope. gets to display it yeah. publicly. Yeah. And it sucks because the dude is in- incredibly talented. Um, yeah. But in uh, numerous different fields, but yeah, yeah. Sometimes when people tell you who they are, you believe them. Yeah. But let's get to the last one here. The creator of Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, Scott Cawthorn. Yeah. People sort of uh, figured out that he has been donating to various GOP politicians. Yeah. Uh, Trump, uh, Mitch McConnell. Uh, a few others, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not doxing him. No, because this political is donations a... are public record yeah. here in the U.S. And you can, there are, there is a website specifically that you can go to yeah. that you know shows all political donations that are made, um, and who made them. It's you know, it's just that someone decided that one day to go and look and they discovered that this dude was giving it to all these people. (laughs) Yeah. And this is an interesting situation because five nights at Freddy's as a property Mm -hmm. is absolutely huge, especially with kids. Yeah. People have grown up on this franchise. Yeah. And look up to this guy, you know, as an idol and all that. Mm hmm. You know, he himself says that he stinks at making games, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. But uh, they very much have stood with him for a long time. Mm-hmm. This comes out, and obviously a lot of people don't know how to react to it. Yeah. Uh, some are Specifically much... Scott Coffin, who definitely doesn't know uh, yeah. how to react because he straight up lashed out at the fans who questioned him on this shit. Yeah. Uh a lengthy post on the Five Nights at Freddy's uh, subreddit uh, as people question how he could be, you know, a supporter of LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, fans and people if yeah. he was donating to Trump and 
all these people that actively, you know, mm-hmm. fight against them. Yep. Uh, Twitchy says, like, I like to think the last seven years would have given me the benefit of the doubt in regards to how I treat people. It's like when you're secretly donating to Trump, that mm-hmm. gives people uh, due motivation to say, like, maybe, maybe that wasn't uh, completely legit. Yeah. Uh, even if there were candidates who had better things to say to the LGBT community directly and bigger promises to make, I believe their stances on other issues would have ended up doing much greater harm to those communities than good. Yeah. No? No. 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 Uh, also trying to say that, uh, see, I've never cared about anybody's anyone's race, religion, gender, or orientation. I just treat people as people, everyone the same, and because of that, I've ended up with a very diverse group of people that I've worked with over the years. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, now they now they're gonna side eye you. Yeah, I wonder what's what you were really thinking. Yeah, and also that's very much like the oh I don't see color thing when you're talking mm-hmm. about black people, which is not a popular thing to say at this point because mm-hmm. you should be able to recognize people for what makes them different. Mm. Uh, it makes them special and unique. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the, he. Made all this about how he's still, you know, an ally and all that, and that's uh, falls on uh, deaf ears when you're donating to Trump mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then uh, he decided a few days later, uh, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. I've made enough money. I'm yeah. retiring. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the dude did like put out like there was a point when he put out like three games in one year. Yeah. You know, for like a single, like, independent developer done by one dude, that is admittedly a lot of work. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah. So he is retiring and sort of letting somebody else run the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if he's announced who that is, but somebody that's going to oversee the the new game for uh, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Security Breach, as well as a movie that's in production at Blumhouse. Yep. So, hopefully that person's a more... Mature uh, and well individual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's uh, that's how that ends. Mm-hmm. Good riddance to this guy. Yeah. He's got, he's made enough money off this shit, he doesn't have to worry about it yeah. himself for a while. Yeah. But I do like, he's like, ah, screw you guys, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Fuck you all for being critical of me. Yeah, in ways that are completely, you know, legit and fair. Yeah, in some ways though, this really isn't surprising because I mean, look at all the games he was do- he was making before Five Nights at Freddy's came out. Like, like RPGs. Yeah, they're like RPGs, and like they tend to be like heavy on the religious things. He made both a game and a feature-length film based around the Pilgrim's Progress, which is like one of the most famous Christian allegories in the Western canon. Um, you know, he had the Desolate Hope, which uh, which is a game you can get for free on Steam, and it's actually quite good. Um, ended up having a secret little pro-life message at the end of it. Um, you know, this isn't unusual. <laughs> The signs were there. Um, And as for, like, the whole thing about him being canceled, dude, 
if you had not acknowledged this, if you had just said nothing, nobody would have cared. Yeah, the people that cared would have moved on. Yeah. And the rest that want to stand with you, mm-hmm. you could have said anything, and they would have stayed. Yeah, you, I mean, you could have said, you know, uh, you know, agree to disagree or something like that, and leave it at that. Yeah, and that would have been fine. But no, you decided to specifically attack the people who brought up these criticisms instead of acknowledging those criticisms, and now you've basically tarnished your legacy. Yeah. It's sad, is what it is. But, I mean, he's rich now, so... <laughs> yeah. No real way that I could feel sad for him. Mm-hmm. Because he can cry with his money all he wants. But, uh, yeah, that'll be it for the show this week. Uh, thank you to Brandon yeah. for joining. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back mm-hmm. with the new slate of news. We're finally done with E3 stuff. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, because... Watching all these shows mm-hmm. is, you know, fun, but it's also tiring at the same time. Extremely tiring, yes. Because there's a lot of cool stuff mm-hmm. uh, being shown off, but I have only so much in my brain to process it and keep track of it. Mm-hmm. And I am all full. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news. Yeah. Uh, feel free to let friends and family know if you enjoy the show and suggest they check it out. Yeah. And remember, uh, if, if if you're on a podcast aggregator and you don't see us, don't worry. We'll be on there soon. Yep. And, uh, yeah, somehow June is almost over. Yeah. Felt like it had just yeah. started, and now we're almost at July. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, I mean, let's be honest, because of COVID, time has become meaningless. <laughs> And you throw E3 in there, and it's uh, going at four times speed. Yeah. But, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Hope you have a good one, and we'll see you next time.